1: Welcome to the rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host Stevie Tpfl. It's Friday. It's March 26th, it's 2021, and we have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy Genie for 07, Mr. Man bun Grant. How are you doing, friend?
2: Uh, not too bad. Yeah, you know, uh, could currently winning five figures right now. By the end of the podcast, so it'll be less than that, I'm sure. But you know, it's, it's 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 nice to see the the winning amounts before it all goes to hell.
1: <laughs> there was a guy like on Fandle for years that would like stack the early games and like lead tournaments. Um, I just remember like the logo. I don't even remember the name of the player, but like he had, yeah, he, he would just stack the early games and it just, yeah. I don't know if he ever like, I'm sure he won a few tournaments, but yeah, it was always interesting to see him up there. Seems like a night.
2: smart way to just to see people like, Tons of screenshots that people don't fully understand. Like, this is me winning 100k on this day.
1: <laughs> and it's sad that probably happens, but I can't anyway, t- it does. If you guys haven't checked out Super Draft, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Use promo code Grinders for a hundred and fifty dollar matching bonus on a hundred and fifty dollar deposit. Um, take advantage of that. Get the hundred and fifty bucks. Like. Start out over there if you're struggling on like Fanduel or DraftKings, and you need a, a change it up. You need to change it up, and um, you know check out SuperDraft with the multipliers. They don't have a salary cap. Way different over there. Um, some nights probably stacking all the studs might work. Most nights finding the value is where it's going to be at. But um, last night it
2: was Miami playing playing a little hero, playing a little. Barrett, and I don't know. I can pretty much just read you my lineup right now.
1: Uh you don't jinx yourself. Um we will have our super draft play of the day. I know some people tweeted me today about not having it yesterday. The salaries weren't out, or not even salaries, the slate wasn't up yet. Uh, but they do start at 7:30, so they don't include the, that that Brooklyn Detroit game is Kind of where we get started here, Grant. Uh, no total in this game. We know Durant's out. We know Kyrie is out. We know Shamit's out. But we don't know if Harden's going to play. He's questionable. And then on the Detroit side, Hayes, Okafor out. Uh, DSJ questionable. Let's start here with Brooklyn. It, it all matters on James Harden, right? Like, it, like, luckily, this is the earliest game, and we should have the news before lock.
2: Yeah, no, if Harden's in he, in playing, then – You just play James Harden. I mean, we're going to have a decent amount of value on today's slates the day after the trade deadline. So there's obviously a lot of guys out. Um, So, I mean, just specifically, we can look at the Orlando game and know that we're going to have a ton of value. Um, But, yeah, pretty much if Harden ends up playing, he's probably the top play on the slate overall in terms of raw points and a guy that you want in pretty much all of your lineups. We've seen what he does without those guys in the lineup. We see him to eat up all the usage in the world it should end up with a close to 60.4. And that's enough for me to want to play him in pretty much every single lineup outside of that. It's a little bit tough to figure out if I want to go for anyone. Uh, a lot of guys have gotten a price increase. You could potentially go Joe Harris. You could potentially go Bruce Brown. You could potentially go Jeff green. Claxton are the guys that I would mostly think about. Don't know if I'd be going with Blake Griffin. I don't know if he's going to play enough minutes, but they may give him a little bit of an increase. Um, but yeah, it's, it's James, it's the James Harden show. And if he's out, then, it's against Detroit, so this game might actually stay close. I know the last one just turned into, okay, we're just going to lose. I know because I played a decent amount of Joe Harris and been a while since I've had that much exposure to a guy with a zero who didn't get injured. Um, but yeah, like it's a way for the James Harden news. If he's out, then you can play most any of these guys because someone's going to end up getting there.
1: Yeah. If, 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 uh, if Harden sits, Harris, Bruce Brown, Um, maybe not Blake, because I just, I don't see his minutes really getting up over 20 right now. I think they're going to kind of ease him in, but even like Jeff green could be someone that potentially plays extra minutes. I know he didn't the other night, but game against Utah was rough. Um, it was, it was really rough, but I think Harden plays and I think Harden smashes. Um, it's as simple as that. If he plays, I think he's very much in play. If he doesn't play, look at all the value. Let's go to the Detroit side of things. Anything standing out to you for the Pistons?
2: I mean, with Delon Wright being moved to the um, Kings, like D S J might not into playing. If he doesn't end up playing, then I have to assume that you know either Frank Jackson or Saban Lee are gonna get an extended amount of run. Both these guys are super cheap. Saban Lee is three point one K, Frank Jackson's four point one K. If dsj does end up playing then i think that we could see him get enough minutes it's just so tough to figure out who's going to end up playing how many minutes at the point guard position because so we've seen Wright be out before but if both dsj and right are out i think lee and jackson both become probably core plays with me because they're pretty much the only two point guards on the on the roster i think without Wright in there like gives a little bit of an up grade to Sadiq Bay a little bit to Grant, but not drastic ones. I don't know if they're fully in my player pool, but they are playing against Brooklyn, so I think they're guys that you can bring it back with if Harden ends up playing, or if Harden doesn't end up playing, I still think they're guys that they could bring it back with. Outside of that, I mean, the Brooklyn bump, we got Plumlee and we got Stewart. Plumlee's a little bit high-priced here. He's been getting more minutes recently, and uh, Stewart's kind of just getting less minutes. I can't really figure out why um, but like I, I'm fine with either of them. It's a matchup versus Brooklyn. It's a fantastic matchup. Uh whoever ends up getting more minutes can end up crushing here. But I have no problem playing Plumley or Stewart, but predominantly it's gonna be looking at the point guards if DSJ ends up missing in this one.
1: Um listen, Grant Grant is great here. Um over 20 20 shot attempts in three straight games. Like, all right. We're getting somewhere. This is the type of usage that we were looking at earlier this season. He gets the Brooklyn bump. Um, Like him a lot. I like Plumlee. Um, If Stewart gets the minutes, he crushes. Like, if he plays 25 minutes at 4,900, he crushes. Um, It's Brooklyn. But, uh, you know, I don't think I would play a ton of Stewart. I think he's more of just a tournament flyer here. Phoenix at Toronto, two fifteen and a half total. Phoenix favored by four and a half. Uh, Nader is out. On the Toronto side, um, there was a there was a trade. So Davis is out. Um, he's not with Powell's the team. Gone. Powell is with uh, Portland. Um, McCall still out, and Thomas is out. So let's start with Phoenix, and then we'll get into the trade situation for Toronto. What are we looking at here for Phoenix?
2: I think Aiden's a top play. I mean, he's been getting a boatload of minutes recently over 32 or more minutes in each of the last three games. Um, His price tag probably isn't high enough. I mean, and it's mostly a tournament play, but matchup versus Toronto is definitely a pretty decent one. Um, So Aiden's probably the top guy. I'm fine with Booker. I'm fine with Paul. Either one of them are fine. Um, It's like, they're not great plays. They're not terrible plays. Matchup versus Toronto isn't bad, especially for Paul, but, realistically they're priced accordingly and this is gonna be more of a stars and scrubs slate so Aiden's really the only guy that I have a lot of interest in it's too big of a slate for me to really want to play Paul or Booker that much but Booker's pretty much always in play for a tournament he's been put, playing really well recently putting up big numbers putting up over 45 and three of the last five games so I'm not gonna argue with it at all it's just a lot of it kind of depends on if Harden ends up playing too I might be more apt to play Booker and kind of what the Orlando situation is. But as of right now, Aiden's my favorite play from Phoenix.
1: Yeah, like I, I looked Booker the other night against Orlando, but it was more matchup than anything else. Um, I-, I think Aiden is very much in play, like you were saying. On the cheap side, we have so much value on the slate. I don't think you have to go down to like Jay Crowder and stuff. Um, Dario Sarge, I-, I think these guys are just non 11 game slate place um let's talk toronto obviously norman Powell being gone probably frees up some extra minutes for og um i don't even know what to really think because the rotation has been weird maybe like paul watson plays 25 minutes
2: yeah i mean i'm not really sure my guess is they're gonna start like i don't know like are they gonna go back are they gonna start boucher i doubt it are they gonna get more minutes to Baines, potentially, again. Like, I'm not really sure. We can kind of wait and see what the starting lineup ends up getting. But, I mean, we can expect Van VanVleet, Lowry, Siakam, and OG all to get a decent amount of minutes in this one, play a boatload. Without Powell in there, there's a little bit of a dip in or a little bit of usage to go around here. So, I don't mind VanVleet. I don't mind Siakam. Both of them are fine. But it's match versus Phoenix. not really the best matchup you can get. Obviously, they go at a very, very slow pace. They've been pretty decent defensively, so – I mean, if I'm taking shots, like, any one of them are in play, but if I had to rank them, it's probably Siakam followed by Van Vliet followed by OG. Um, but realistically, like, Powell going there just kind of gives a bump to everyone. It doesn't have a real direct correlation to any one person until we kind of see what the starting lineup's is going to be.
1: Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of mouths to feed here. Like, it's not the Orlando situation, which we're going to get to in a few games where – they might have nine guys. Um, FY, one of my favorite tweets I've ever
2: seen was from Ross today.
1: What, what? I missed it.
2: After everyone got shipped, he just tweeted out the little gif that I am the captain now.
1: <laughs> I hope he plays.
2: <laughs> I really hope he does too.
1: Uh, I hope he plays. Um, that would be fantastic. Um, let's go to the other side here, or to the next game. Boston at Milwaukee. Uh, 233 total here. Milwaukee favored by five. Green out, semi out, Teague out, Tice out, Thompson out. Now, some of those were trades, and we can get into that in a second. Um, Kirk's is out on Milwaukee, and Tucker is doubtful. Starting with Boston, obviously. Um they traded they moved some stuff around tice getting traded i think that's huge thompson's still in like protocols but semi being out too I, I think we're going to see williams play as many minutes as he could potentially handle here um robert williams like he probably plays what 30 minutes and then We probably see Grant Williams or somebody play around 20-ish minutes, 25-ish minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely an interesting spot for Williams here. I mean, I have to assume they're going to stick him into the starting lineup without Tyson, there, without Semi, without Thompson. Like, those are the main three guys that they end up throwing into the starting lineup. Williams is going to have to play minutes. I mean, the big concern here is, is he going to get into foul trouble? He's been a lot better. So far in the last 10 games, he hasn't had over three foul attempts, but he hasn't played a ton of minutes in most of those games. So if he can stay out of foul trouble, then he can absolutely crush here at 6.4K. I mean, we've seen this guy put up 40 fantasy points in 28 minutes. If he plays 35 minutes, we could see a massive, massive outing from here. I plan on playing a ton of him in tournaments. Outside of him, like it's still a fast-paced matchup. I don't have any problem with Kemba, with Brown, or with Tatum. Brown is probably my favorite. He's been playing – really well recently over 40 points in each of the last six games and a few games over 50 tatum's been kind of taking a little bit of a back seat not having a ton of great games hasn't had 50 points in a while and he's definitely the more expensive one and then kemba like he's fine like he's priced a little bit cheap considering there's a fast paced matchup just put up 23 or 43 fantasy points against them in the last game. He's definitely got that game to be using, but Williams is the clear top target here. And then maybe trying to figure out who else is going to end up getting a few extra minutes with all these guys out. I mean, potentially grant Williams, potentially, I mean, is taco fall going to end up playing a few minutes. I mean, it's definitely possible. He's three K, but I assume that's mostly if Williams ends up getting into foul trouble because they will need some height going up against Milwaukee with Giannis and with Brolo in the game.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the plan is as far as Taco Fall. I think, like, your your safest option is Williams. Um, obviously, there's plenty of ways you could be different, but this should be a pretty competitive game in general. Um, I could see this game going small, too, where, like, Tatum and Giannis are playing the five. Like, that. I don't think that's out of the realm of, like, possibilities here.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe I could see that, but I just don't think this is a matchup going up against Milwaukee. I mean, they'll probably throw Tatum on Giannis, but I don't, I, I don't know, I guess. Like I, I assume they're just going to run Williams for a lot and I wouldn't be surprised if Taco ends up getting a few minutes, but I mean, they could, they will definitely run a little bit small at different times, depending on how many minutes they end up playing Williams at. Um, but it, I, I think it's more of a spot where, they end up just trying to throw Williams in for over thirty minutes here, but I just don't know. Like, it's not something I can fully trust.
1: Bucks. Is, is it, Sorry. Is that No, no. I just meant like, no. I was about. I like lost my train of thought
2: for a second. I said <laughs> the Bucks. Like, I thought you were just short and injured. What do you think about the Bucks? Instead, you just said Bucks. Bucks. Um. <laughs>
1: I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. Um next slate. No. Um Giannis being back the other game, um, you know, against Boston, 33 minutes, only took eleven shot attempts, still had a decent game, but he didn't have like a Giannis game. Like, do you think we see him back to normal here?
2: I mean, I, I think that there's a distinct possibility of that. Obviously, his knee might have been bothering him a little bit. It was a close game, so you would expect him to try and go off for a little bit. But, yeah, definitely a little bit of a decrease in minutes. He's had two days off. So, I mean, I expect him to be back at full health. I don't know if they'd play him too much if he wasn't at full health because they obviously have a pretty good team around him without him. So, if he ends up playing, which I'm expecting him to be playing, he's not an injury report then I expect him to be a full go, and that might have just been an off game. And it's not really the easiest matchup. And in any case, like, I don't really want any Milwaukee players. Um, I mean, Giannis is definitely more in play if Harden's not on the slate, or he is still in play as a pivot off of Harden. But with Giannis in there, like, Middleton's price tag is all the way up to 8.3K. I don't think he's a guy that I really want to play. Drew's Drew's price tag is all the way up to 7.2K because of when Giannis was out, so not really a guy I want to play. Chenza would probably be the main target I was looking at just because he had that nice string of games. But even that, like 6.3K, there's too many other good plays on the slate. I'm playing on a full-on fade of Milwaukee in all likelihood if Harden ends up playing.
1: Um, Anything? Yeah, you said full-on fade if Harden ends up playing. Yeah, I'm probably right there with you. You know, Middleton 8,300. Holiday, 7,200. You know, Drew had a monster game when Giannis was out, but with Giannis back, it's definitely um, way different. Miami at Charlotte. I almost said Chicago. Um, (laughs) It's a back-to-back for Miami. LaMelo Ball is out for Charlotte. Um, Miami did end up sitting some guys um, on Thursday. I don't know, man. This is weird, right? Like, because it was like a stomach bug for Jimmy Butler. Um, so we'll see. Kelly Olenek's gone. Um, Victor O'Dipo's coming to Miami. I think that's going to be really interesting. Miami, I think is, I think Victor Oladipo definitely, um, has, um, some miles on him this year. What are we looking at here for Miami in this game? Um, maybe Butler plays if he doesn't like, there's a lot of scenarios here.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Butler doesn't end up playing, then, I mean, Bam, Hero, None, all right back on the board. All of them are still priced way too low. They didn't really get a price, much of a price increase at all, um, like 300 bucks more to pretty much everyone, and it's not like it's any worse of a matchup going up against Charlotte than it is going up against Portland. They're pretty similar. They both are great matchups for fantasy, and Bam is far too low if Butler ends up missing it. 8.2K, Hero's far too low considering he's going to get a minutes bump, not only because – Butler's, no, it, not only if Butler doesn't end up playing, but also because of the fact that they got Kelly O. So they pretty much need guys for extra minutes, even though they're very different players. Like he's not, he's not in, he wasn't in the starting line today, but they definitely brought broadman right off the bench. He still ended up playing 35 minutes. So we can expect mid 30s minutes out of BAM, Hero, and none in this matchup if Butler doesn't end up playing. If Butler ends up playing, I think that you can play Butler. um I don't know if he's a great play and all these guys kind of just go by the wayside on this slate, but uh if butler's out like i love none i love hero i love bam and i mean if gabe vincent enters the starting lineup again you can still go with him he ended up with 24 points he's only priced at 3.4k it's just if you want to fade some of the orlando value to do that it makes a decent tournament pivot because we don't know exactly what's going to end up happening with orlando
1: yeah like bam only played 32 minutes um on thursday ariza played 33 minutes um You know, we were kind of waiting to see, like, what was going to be the scenario with, like, Precious and these guys. But I really think, like, Bam's going to be the guy that's going to play a ton of big man minutes, and they're just going to kind of fill in around it. I do think, like, Trevor Ariza at 3,400 is in play. If Butler sits, like, we have to at least acknowledge that, like, Ariza played 30-plus minutes, and he's 3,400. So don't love it. Um, but it, like Trevor Ariza is someone that can fill the stat sheet up too. Like he can score, he can get steals, he can get blocks, he can get rebounds. So just kind of noting that like, if we do get noticed that Butler's out, I think Ariza's in play. I think Bam's a, a seller play regardless. Charlotte's so bad against big men and so bad at rebounding. Like Bam could 20-20 in this game. Um, So uh, I think he's very much in play coming off of a monster game. And um, hard not to like him, like seven assists, nine rebounds. Um, You know, this is a much easier spot for him. Let's go Charlotte side of things. We were kind of waiting to see what this team was going to do without LaMelo. And what are we looking at here for the Hornets?
2: I mean, for the Hornets, I feel like it's the same guys, although their price tags are kind of reflecting what their actual value is and what their actual fantasy production or production is. So like, Hayward's all the way up to AK. He'd probably be my favorite one. Like, he, I know, had an off game going up against Houston, but that game was a complete and total blowout. But Hayward is definitely still in play. He only played 19 minutes there, so I kind of disregard that. He has 50-point upside. It's not the best matchup in the world, so he doesn't grade out as a great play on the slate. Same thing with Rozier. Same thing with Washington. Same thing with Graham. Like, all these guys' prices have finally caught up to about what their production is and about what their minutes are, like – just don't really see a lot in a tough matchup versus Miami, especially if Butler ends up playing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think i end up putting anything on Charlotte. Not an 11-game slate with a ton of value. Um, if Butler sits, I think Hayward's somewhat interesting, but I also think this game is going to be one of the slowest-paced games on the slate. Uh, Portland at Orlando. No total in this game. It is a back-to-back for Portland, but they are 11-and-a-half-point favorites here. Um, Orlando Magic... Anthony Foltz, Isaac, all still out. Terrence Ross questionable. The Magic have traded away Vucevic. They've traded away Fournier. They've traded away Aaron Gordon, Gordon Aminu, and Gary Clark. Um, I'm a Magic fan. Sad day as a fan. Understand the rebuild. Understand not playing for eighth place every every year. Get that. Completely get that. Huge fan of Vuce. Going to miss him. Let's talk Portland. What do we like here? They should absolutely blow the magic out. The magic of playing with half a G league team.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm expecting. I mean, McCall on the second, back to back, I know they played 38 minutes tonight. So maybe he gets a drawn back a little bit. He did put out a big output. And if he does get a full minutes load, I think that he's potentially in play, but I'm still not expecting this game to stay close. It's too far high, way too high price. I think, I think this game just spins a blowout. So I'm, I'm probably not playing Portland guys. It's not like over on the Orlando side where realistically, like all their minutes are safe because they only have like nine guys. So, Portland, everyone's kind of priced accordingly. It's a solid matchup for them, but I think this game becomes a blowout. I'm a little worried on the second and the back to back.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about it. this game just staying close. Um, I think if you want to like take like a random shot in tournaments, just to run back some of the Orlando exposure, you take a shot on maybe like Simmons or like Derek Jones jr. And just hope the game doesn't stay close. Um, large field tournaments only let's talk Orlando magic. Um, if Terrence Ross plays, I'm all in all in like, I'm not even thinking twice about it. I play a few lineups. His usage is going to be nuts. I ran court IQ just to kind of get an idea and there's no sample, none whatsoever. Like there's too many guys out here. It's a complete guessing game here for the magic, but I think there's three things we can kind of count on, right? We can count on if Ross plays, he's going to get 30 shots, probably closer to like 25, but he's going to put up a gazillion shots in this game. Michael Carter-Williams is going to have to do more on the offensive side of things unless they give Randall run, which is very possible as well. But the guy that is probably the most interesting for me here is Chum Okoki Okoki Okoke? Oko- Okoke. Okoke? I, man, I, I listen get... to this guy's name get called all the time. Um, Okiki. That's what it is. Um, Okiki. I, I love him here. Hey, this is a first-round draft pick that has just been waiting to get the opportunity to play 30 minutes. I think that happens here. And I think he is someone that we should be looking at.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely agree with you. He's probably my favorite play. Do you think Bamba ends up getting a decent amount of minutes? I think he's going to have to. Yeah, he's probably too deep. Gary Clark's gone
1: too, right? Like that's something else you got to like note.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, they could go small, but I mean, it's not really going to matter too much. It's still a spot where like Bamba's probably going to get a bunch of minutes. He's really cheap. Like it's pretty much everyone's in play. I mean, obviously the favorite play is going to be Ross. If he ends up missing, then it's pretty much tons of usage, like all the usage, literally all the usage, like all the guys that score points, Vooch, Gordon, Fournier and Ross are, if Ross misses, they're all out. So everyone has to do something. I mean, we've seen MCW generally not do a ton, but there's been certain games where he's had to take on a bigger workload where he has, Taking more shots. And I mean, if Ross ends up missing, I'm guessing he's probably going to put up 15 shot attempts and his price tag is 6.6K. Probably the minutes I'll have to play. He's definitely a guy that I will look at. Okiki, you're right. Probably my favorite. Decent matchup going up against Portland. We have to assume that he's going to play a decent amount of minutes. And he's realistically, with all these guys out, probably going to be about a point per minute producer and he's going to play a boatload of minutes. So him, Bomba, I mean, maybe Dwayne Bacon, like pretty much everyone is kind of in play just because there are so many shots to go around and somebody has to take them. And those are the most likely suspects, but they're all far too cheap considering their situation.
1: Look at the starting lineup. I think it's going to matter. Um, you know, Randall is someone that, that assuming that he plays, um, he has been dealing with a little bit of a groin issue Assuming that he plays, he's probably gonna play twenty-five plus minutes. So yeah, Maine, like, man, so many guys could play here for the magic. And like outside of Terrence Ross, they're probably all like super blowout proof. Um yeah. Moving on. Denver at New Orleans, two thirty total. Denver favored by two. Monte Morris is out. Ball is questionable. Melly's out and Reddick's out because Stan Van Gundy has finally, finally let JJ reddick go super pumped. Um, yeah, you know, he's traded to the Mavs and maybe he'll get to play again because I was sick of watching him ride the bench. I'm a huge JJ reddick fan. Let's go to Denver first here. Um, uh, I also forgot to like mention that Gary Harris, like with Hampton as out, like that was the trade for Aaron Gordon. Um, but he's been out, so it really hasn't mattered. Anyway, let's talk Denver.
2: Yeah, I mean, Denver it's pretty much Joker, Murray, Porter. Like, it's pretty much the same thing as every night. Once uh, once Gordon gets into the mold, it's definitely going to be a little bit more confusing of a situation. Um, but, I mean, pretty much Joker is still playing at such a high level. It's not really going to impact him in this game because um, Gary Harris not being there isn't going to change a thing. And then the fact that Aaron Gordon probably not playing in this game, doesn't really matter. Joker is one of the top plays. He's the guy that you can pivot from Harden because he's the guy most likely to put up a 70 some point game at close to the same price tag. So he's the only guy I would really consider too much. I mean, Murray is fine, but he's got a little bit of a price increase again from 7.3K to 8.2. And I know it's a decent matchup going up against New Orleans, but that just seems too high. Porter is 7.3K, probably priced about where he should be, but he can still put 50 points up any given night. Most likely I'm only going to be playing Joker from Denver. And that's just strictly as a pivot overweight from Harden.
1: Yeah. Like Jokic is someone that can just have monster games on any night. And like, this is a spot he put up 64 um, week ago or so he could have a monster game here. um, So definitely don't mind him. I think Murray's probably too expensive. Like, you could play him if you want, but I think I think Jokic is really the only guy outside of maybe Will Barton in tournaments that, like, I think you can play in this spot. Um, maybe Paul Millsap? Maybe? He played 30 minutes in this game oh, a week or so ago. He's only 4,500, but we do have a ton of value on this slate. Um, Let's go New Orleans. What do we like here um, for the Pelicans?
2: I mean, I feel like it's Zion is probably the... Probably the main guy, I mean, he's put up 40 points in each of the last four games. He's gone back to how he was prior to the, uh, prior to the all-star break, just been crushing. that consistent basis matchup versus Denver. It's definitely a good spot for him. Ingram's always a guy that you can play. And I think without Lonzo, uh, potentially if he misses, then yeah, Ingram is definitely a guy that you can end up playing a little bit more. Maybe NCW goes into the starting lineup. And if he does, he's probably priced about where he should be, maybe a little bit cheap. Um, Josh Hart, not really going there. I know he's been putting up pretty big games recently, but I still don't think that he's, like, it's 5,600. I know he's been paying that off in recent games, but I don't think he's going to continue to do that. So not really someone I'm in on. Leto, I mean, he's playing minutes, but he's also not doing anything with those minutes. Likely going to fade him. So I think Zion and Ingram are the guys that I would consider. And if Lonzo ends up playing, then, he's probably a little bit too expensive after missing a few days. I don't know if he's going to go right back to playing thirty-eight five thirty-eight 38 minutes.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He was like somebody that was like, so talked about in like the trade market too. Um, I was, I'm actually shocked that he's still there, um, for what it's worth, but I don't think you play him here. You wait and kind of see if he's out though. I like Josh Hart a lot at 5,600. Um, Obviously, you could take shots on Alexander Walker too at fifty three hundred. Those guys become very interesting uh, value plays here. Um, yeah, let's keep moving on here. We have <laughs> Houston at Minnesota two fifteen and a half total here. Minnesota favored by three and a half. XM Gordon, Nawaba out. Porter Jr. questionable, and then we know John Wall can't keep a running mate. Oladipo has been traded. Um. And then on the Minnesota side of things, Beasley um, out, Okiji out, Russell out, and McLaughlin is questionable. Let's start here with Houston. Um, Christian Wood, John Wall, probably going to get a ton of usage. But I think like the guy that sees the most uptick from the Ola Depot trade is Jason Tate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's still priced at six. Oh, he's priced
1: like he, like he's priced. Uh, I think DraftKings did a great job on pricing, but is he somebody maybe on like super draft that has like a really high multiplier that you could potentially take advantage of?
2: I'm actually going to check that right now, but I mean, over on DraftKings, at least with the pricing, how it is, um, my obviously most interest is uh, in what like, Christian Wood is probably too cheap at 6.4k. I know he didn't have a great night the other night. I know me and you were both on him, Um, but he's still a bit too cheap. If he gets his full 36 minutes, he crushes. And Wall too, same thing. Like if he gets a boatload of minutes, then he can end up crushing this price tag. Maybe 300. We just saw him put up a 50. Seven point game going up against Toronto. It's a match versus Minnesota. They're one of the faster paced teams in the league. They're not great defensively. This is a perfect spot for both of them. Tate, yeah, I mean, he could end up doing something him or Porter, but realistically, their price tags don't really reflect that as a possibility. Over on Superdraft, he is 1.65x. I do like him as a play over there, but over on DraftKings, it's strictly Wall and Wood, and Wood is one of my favorite plays on the slate.
1: Listen, he burned us the other night, but I'm with you. I'm right back on the, right back on the well, like go, let's do it again. Christian Wood, great spot. Um, if he fails us again, he fails us again. Shot the ball terrible the other night. Just didn't do anything um, really, you know, it was just a bad game for Christian Wood. But I think John Wall, it, you know, just on Tate, if you find him cheap anywhere. And then on the Minnesota side of things, like, I mean, you could play Carl Anthony Towns, you could play Edwards, but like you need, you need ceiling games from those guys.
2: I I still think Edwards is definitely in play. Cat, like a little bit hit or miss. Like Edwards matchup versus Houston, obviously not great defensively, running at a huge pace. Like the shot attempts will absolutely be there. If he has a good shooting night, he can still end up with a massive game. I know we've only seen one game of him over fifty, and that was that 60-point game going up against Phoenix. But he's still probably in a fast-paced matchup like this gonna end up with 25 plus shot attempts, I think. So Edwards is the guy that I really want to play. I mean, you can take a shot on Rubio. He has shown a little bit of upside over the last few games, but he's also had a lot of bad games over the last 10. Like he's been very up or down. So I don't mind him over on tournaments, especially over on super draft where he's still at 1.6 X can definitely crush his price tag, but realistically Edwards is the guy that I really want to use here.
1: Indiana at Dallas. 227 total here. At Dallas favored by four and a half. Warren and Wall- Willie Colley-Stein are out. Um, Awandu, right? Wasn't that part of the trade? Like him and James Johnson for the JJ Reddick? I'm pretty sure um, that was the trade. But let's talk Pacers here. Anything standing out to you for Indiana?
2: Simonis is fine. LaVert's fine. But Brogdon, I think, is the guy that you want to play. Um, Brogdon, his price tag is probably a little bit too low now. I mean, I know Levert coming in there, it's taken away a whole lot from him in terms of usage, but the shot attempts are still probably good enough where if he ends up like his stealing game is still pretty darn good at 6,900. He can end up with a 50 point game. If the shots are falling, I mean, he's had a decent amount of shots, even with Levert there from behind the arc. And if he gets hot one of these nights, it's going to, he's going to end up crushing it to match it versus Dallas not a terrible matchup for him. So I, I think Brogdon's the guy you want to look at over on Indy. Sabonis obviously can put up a big game any given night priced accordingly. And there's other good spend ups that you'll have the money to pay out for. So don't know if I'll end up getting there. McConnell with everyone in there. Yes. Again, end up still playing 30 point or 30 minutes and night base price at 5.7 K. Don't know if he's someone I'm really considering holiday with everyone in there. Not a the guy I consider. And Turner just isn't getting it done almost any given night. So Brogdon, I think is the play here and I think his price tag has probably just gotten a little bit too low
1: so fun fact it's only 166 minutes um levert and Brogdon have played together Brogdon's usage has changed zero percent per 36 minutes that is zero percent
2: super interesting it's just his production has changed quite a bit
1: no it's 0 point7 up like not a lot like it, it's pretty much exactly what it was before levert got there and I think that you know. Again, we're looking at 166 minute minute sample size, and it's per 36. If you look per minute, um, it's like 0. 0.02 or something like that production. But the usage has not changed at all. Um, when Brogden
2: looking at looking at his game log, like yep. he was playing just boatloads of minutes, and now he's dropped down to like the 32, 35 like 32 and blowouts and 35 and games actually stay close. I mean, he did have a 41 and a 38 going up against Miami and Brooklyn, but yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I guess he, he did have a pretty bad run before the all-star break, but
1: he had a little bit of back soreness that he missed a game. I don't know if he missed two, but I think they might be careful with him. And like, I don't disagree with you. I'm not like, I'm not trying to make a counterpoint to like why you like him or whatever, um, it's more of, like, nothing has really changed for him. So, like, I, I still feel like the cards are on the table for him to have, like, 50 fantasy point nights, Um, you know, if nothing's really changing that much. But you look at the Pacers, and, like, they're in a battle. Like, the East is so close, it's ridiculous. There's, what, outside of the Nets, the Bucks and the Sixers, like, there's, I think, eight teams fighting, nine teams fighting, ten teams fighting. So, like... I think every game matters and we have, we're not to that point yet where we're going to start like talking playoffs, but we are getting to that point. We're getting closer and closer. Um, So I I think, I think Levert and Brogdon are both interesting in their own aspect. I don't know if I'd play them together. I, I think they're kind of limit each other's upside and, Really, like, I think Sabonis is too expensive. Like, Sabonis is going to have monster games from time to time. But I I think with Levert there, it's taking enough for Sabonis that Sabonis doesn't have to do what he's doing. He's averaging 1.16 fantasy points per minute. That's not going to get it done at 9,300 on an 11-game slate. So I'm with you on taking shots on Brogdon and Levert. I'm out on Sabonis, and I'll eat those words on the podcast Monday. Let's talk Dallas Grant. What do we like here for the Mavs?
2: I mean, Luka's a potential pivot off of Harden. If Harden doesn't play, I think Luka's a pretty good play. I think I prefer Joker. Um, but, I mean, he's just one he's just to spend-ups on the slate, and if Harden ends up playing, yeah, I plan on just locking in Harden. I don't, I really don't care um, just how it is. Porzingis has shown a little bit of upside recently. I don't know if there's the right spot for him. Um, they have been not great versus big so far the season in terms of giving up points, but uh, like I, eight point one K is probably the right price tag with everyone in there. Hardaway's minutes being a little bit all over the place. Five point seven K is probably the raised right price tag. Richardson can end up getting hot from beyond the arc, but like he's been consistently putting up twenty to thirty points every single game. Like this is a big enough slate where I'm fine with fully fading Dallas. If I'm taking a shot on anyone, it's Luca. If Harden ends up sitting.
1: It's Luca. Like, <laughs> it just yeah. seems like, oh,
2: what are you doing with
1: Dallas? I'm playing Luca. Oh, you look at it, is Porzingis under AK? Nope. I'm playing Luca. Um, I think
2: Porzingis is still in play over on Super Draft. He is, I think, a 1.35x multiplier.
1: I think he's in play just because of the matchup too. Like, this is a matchup that he could have a big game. But yeah, I, he's like right at that price. He's like right at that price. Uh, Memphis at Utah, 227.5 total here. Utah fair by 10.5. Uh, Triple J's out for Memphis still. Utah's good to go. Um, anything standing out to you here for Memphis?
2: Not really. Um, Morant's fine at 7.3K, always offers some upside, but it's a match versus Utah. Obviously, tough matchup. Could end up being a blowout, and it's not really good for anyone. Dylan Brooks occasionally shows some upside recently. 5.6K, I think I prefer him over on Super Draft. Um, but he's fine, like, if you really want to. He's been taking a bunch of shots recently, and anytime he gets hot shooting, then he can keep shooting over and over again. And so just the fact that he's been on a three-game run of doing pretty well, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up doing it again. But realistically, like, I don't think they end up giving J-Val more minutes just because he's going up against Gobert. I think they're still just happy giving him his normal 25 minutes and then randomly pissing us all off and giving him 34 Um, but yeah, like just, it's not a good matchup going up against Utah. They're obviously one of the better defensive teams in the league, not running at the greatest pace. It's always a potential blowout. So I'm kind of just out on Memphis outside of a few shots on Morant or Brooks.
1: I'm out on this game. Like this whole game to me, it, it, it just stinks. Like there's so many good games on this slate that we could be picky. I have no problem with being picky. Like what I guess like the one thing that is somewhat interesting when you're looking at the Utah side of things is like Memphis has been playing at a very fast pace. So like that is somewhat somewhat interesting because they've been playing at a fast pace and their defense is it's it's really good. Like they they I don't know. I, I just look at this game overall and I'm just like Moran at 73, maybe. Rudy Gobert at 83, maybe. Like, am I missing something here? Is this a game that we should just be crossing off on an 11-game slate?
2: I mean, it's always like – I don't hate a game stack. But, yeah, no, I'm kind of – that's where I'm at. Like, just not really something that I need to play on this slate. I mean, it, and you got to realize it's 11 games and it's the day after the trade deadline where we have one team entirely decimated – by trades. And we have a few other ones opening up a little bit of minutes and a little bit of usage, like over in Houston. So there's not really a reason. Like, we don't generally want to play Utah on a slate where they have everyone playing anyways. I mean, yes, it's a decent matchup, but realistically, we got some underpriced guys in the 8K range. So Gobert and Mitchell are kind of out of it. Conley, we have plenty of guys in the 6K range just on Orlando alone. So it makes sense just kind of cross this game off.
1: Atlanta at Golden State, 220 and a half total here. Atlanta, favored by five. Dunn out, Reddish out. Hunter back. Um, It is a back-to-back for Golden State. Um, We already know that Curry is not going to play. He's going to be out for another week. Um, Draymond's dealing with a little bit of injury or illness, not injury. Um, He ended up not playing Thursday, so we'll be paying attention to that. Uh, What are we looking at here for Atlanta.
2: I mean, Trey Young, fast-paced matchup, always in play, playing high-30s minutes, he gets hot shooting, he ends up crushing, he's always a tournament play. Capella was interesting because he did get a price increase because he played 31 minutes in the last game going up against Sacramento. It's a decent spot for him here. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm still worried about him getting his minutes dropped back a little bit. Collins is 7.2K, and now with Capella back, they're really not giving him over 33 minutes. So this is another game where I'm likely just going to, cross it off like everyone's priced appropriately it's pretty much just going to be shots on trey and then game stacks like i have no problem stacking up this game hoping it stays close hoping that someone has a big outing because capella or trey young or collins all could end up doing it but they're all priced where they should be so it's strictly as correlation plays.
1: yep um yeah i don't hate trey or capella I worry about like Trey Young just getting there because this game not staying close. Um, but if this game does stay close, I think Trey Young has a high ceiling. Um Golden State, like obviously Draymond Green matters a lot here. James Wiseman got in some foul trouble on Thursday night. Tuscano Anderson continues to have like a really big usage rate right now, and we'll have to see what his usage ends up being. Um after Thursday's game, but, like, he's having another stellar game. Like, if we get news that Draymond sits, like, I-, I like Tuscano Anderson a lot.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, you have to. He's 3.8K. I think he's putting up, what, 30 points tonight. He put up 40, almost 40 the other night.
0: Yeah, he's at
2: 33 right now as we're recording. Um, yeah, he's an absolutely fantastic play. Wiggins, without all these guys out, he's been a little bit up or down, but he definitely offers some upside. He's having a hell- heck of a game tonight. Pool Ubre both fine. Wiseman fine. Like you said, he got into foul trouble. And if he stays out of foul trouble, um, then he can put up a pretty big game. So, like I said, I mean, with Steph and Green out, like that's a, most of the offense there, and that's a boatload of minutes. And no one's priced over seven k in a matchup versus Atlanta. Like they're kind of all in play, but Deshawn Anderson is by far the best play if Draymond ends up getting set.
1: Yeah. Um. We move on. We finish it out with Cleveland at L.A. taking on the Lakers. No total in this game. We didn't have an injury report for Cleveland and the Lakers on a back-to-back, but we don't expect like LeBron and Anthony Davis and those guys to play. But I think Cleveland um, matters a little bit, you know, because we need to know if Sexton's going to play and stuff. Um, What do you like here for the Cavs?
2: Uh, For the Cavs, I mean, if Sexton ends up playing, then it's probably just Sexton. Um, if Sexton's out then I think it definitely gives a pretty big increase to Garland and Nance I think both of them are still very good plays of their price tags if Sexton ends up sitting because there's just so much usage to go around and they're going to play all the minutes Allen is still definitely in play if Sexton ends up sitting he should play 35 minutes and you're going to need him a little bit more so it's it's all dependent on the Sexton injury like and maybe you can move stuff around maybe you can swap off of some of the Golden State value if you have some room to make up in the later games but um yeah like it all depends on the sexton injury like if sexton doesn't end up playing then i have interest in all these guys if he does then he's the only guy i would really consider
1: yeah um i don't know man this is another one of those games where i'm so on the fence but if sexton sits i like garland um i like larry nance if sexton sits too I think Nance – well, uh, assuming that Love's not going to play. Uh, let's talk about the Lakers side of things. What do we like here for L.A.?
2: For L.A., I mean, Harold's having an awful night tonight, but Kuzma, Harold, Schroeder. Like, THT is probably priced where he should be. Morris is priced where he should be. Like, Schroeder's going to give you the most upside. Harold had an off night. It's going to be the second of the back-to-back. That game's still going on right now. Um, but – like, those are the guys that are giving you some upside. Gasol came back and played a little bit minutes. I'm expecting him to rest on the second of a back-to-back. They said they were only giving 15 minutes last night for conditioning, so maybe they end up playing him again, but they don't really have a need to. Anyone of Schroeder, Kuzma, or Harrell have upside on any given night. It's matchup versus Cleveland. Obviously, they don't run a huge pace, but they're not great defensively. Like, the Lakers are pretty simple right now, unless someone ends up getting ruled out, in which case it would give an uptick to whoever's direct sub is and probably everyone else.
1: All right. Let's get into our Super Draft play of the day, and then um, we'll do the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Uh, Grant, I'll go first because you play on Super Draft way more than I do. Um, I play, like, one lineup over there um, when I play NBA um, on that site. But my guy for Super Draft today is – I already talked about it. Okay, Okoki. Ok, okay, man. Okiki. Okiki. Oh, well, I don't know why, like I mess up his name so much. Um, Okiki is one point eight me- uh, multiplier. I think he has like thirty plus point upside in this game. Uh, I think he's someone that could potentially go a little overlooked over there. If Terrence Ross plays, he's another guy that I really like at one point four five. He's gonna get up a ton of shots in this game. Grant, give us a rundown. What are you looking at here first look on Superdraft?
2: I mean, I'll start off with forward. uh, Pretty much like all the 1X and 1.25X guys, like Wood and everyone else are good plays. But if you're looking for guys that are going to be a little bit off the board, Robert Williams, if he does get 30 minutes, it is three points for a block and steal over there. So he's only at 1.35X. They definitely adjusted his price tag quite a bit, but he is very much in play. Hayward's way Way too high of a multiplier at 1.5x. He's probably the top play over on super draft. Washington still at 1.6. Very good play here. We already mentioned Tate, and that was a good point out there, Stevie. He's at 1.65x. He's a guy that I'm definitely going to end up using a lot. Over at guard, like Ross, obviously one of the biggest question marks. If he does end up playing, pretty much lock and load him. I think he's at 1.5x, uh, 1.45x multiplier. Murray, a lot more playable over on super draft than he is over on. DK, because he's a 1.4x multiplier. Wall, Lillard, Luka are all fine. We don't have to worry about Harden because obviously that game's not in the slate because there's no first game. I think Rubio's in play in tournaments. The big guys that you're going to want to end up using a bunch is all the Heat guys. Like, none is at 1.6x. Hero's at 1.55x. Bam's at 1.25x. Wait and see what the news ends up coming out with Butler. If Butler ends up sitting... They are, they are. I'm going to have them all over the place because it's a match versus Charlotte and they should play mid-30s minutes. So without Butler in there, usage is going to go through the roof. So over on Super Draft, playing there, Butler news is the most important thing on the entire slate. And then also, you guys want more info, I'll be breaking it down tomorrow on Roto Grinders at 1230 Eastern.
1: Check that out. Uh, let's get into the morning grind game here. Uh, favorite play under 5K to go 7X.
2: We, Toscano Anderson I guess assuming assuming Draymond's going to be out but I feel like most of the o- Orlando guys are all a little bit over 5k.
1: Yeah, um I'm with you on Toscano Anderson. Um I'm going to just going to roll the dice here and say Chase and Randall gets minutes here for the magic. They don't have anybody. Uh he's 4100 so I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice on him and say that he gets 7x here. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today?
2: I mean, I could name any of the 20 people that are out, um, but I'm going to go with Lillard on the second of back to back that should be a blowout.
1: I'm going to say, um, I'm with you on that. Like that was that's exactly where I was thinking. Like I just don't think the game stays close enough for him to get there. And I'm going to say it's a bonus. Um, I, I talked about him when we were talking about that game. I just don't love the spot. Who's your favorite Six X play today,
2: Ross? If he plays, if he doesn't end up playing, then I'll I'll, I'll let you keep Okiki. Is that who you're going to go with? Yes. All right. Um, All in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. I like it. I have to assume he's going to play minutes. I was going
1: to use him as my let's get weird GPP play of the day, so there you go. Who um, is <laughs> your let's get weird GPP play of the day?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, you don't think people are going to play Edwards, right?
1: I don't think of his Actually, price. I'm going
2: Brogdon. Brogdon's not going to get 10% ownership. I'm I'm doubling down on that.
1: There you go. Um, we didn't even really talk about Kyle Kuzma a lot, but I think he's someone very interesting on this slate. Um, Let's get weird GPP player of the day. Do you think like Tate's going to be someone that's super popular on this slate? I don't think so. I'm going to go with just on tape. Um, Any game selection, anything standing out to you on any of the sites today?
2: I mean, Super Draft has a $7 GPP, 12.5 in prizes, 20% up top. 2000 entries going to overlay. I mean, I think, I think I want it tonight. We'll see. Obviously games are still going on. So I'll bite those words in the morning when I've inevitably lost it. But I mean, they're $20 and they're $7 GPPs overlay almost every single night. It's a great way to get like, not make a six figure day, but uh, like great way to kind of build your bankroll. If you, if you spend more time playing on super draft and doing research on super draft, that's generally the big player's site that they don't even end up playing. Or if they do, it's the last one. So last minute news, like on any given night, they might not be doing as much thought into it. So you can really find better plays that kind of get overlooked on super draft on any given night and kind of give yourself a nice little edge if you spend a lot of time looking at it. So I'll say the $7 62 entry max
1: over on super Draft. I'm going to talk about tiers contests over there on DraftKings. Um, I always talk about these contests like once every few weeks, but if you're struggling and you need to figure out um, something else that maybe works for you, tiers contests great way. They have a $50 single entry, they have a $27, three entry max on this slate it's interesting tier one there's a bunch of different ways you could go, but tier two I think is where you could really get different uh you have lillard towns sabonis trey young I really think going trey Young or towns can really set you apart here on this uh tier so make sure you guys are checking that out uh grant any over under against the spread that's standing out to you night before
2: I'm looking him right now um Denver minus two versus New Orleans. That seems a little bit small, even over in New Orleans. Um, yeah. Denver
1: minus two. Yeah, I think that one's good. I don't hate that one. Um I'm gonna go Atlanta minus five against Golden State. I just no curry, potentially no Draymond. I, I think you you take Atlanta in that game. Um also before we get out of here, Jimmy Butler did travel with the team to Charlotte. Gordon Dragic did not. Um, so we'll see. If... Depot
2: won't make his start. Neither will. B-Linza. I don't think.
1: I don't think anybody will. Right? I, I think they. They just
2: like the news. Literally came out like a minute ago. That they're. Yeah, I'm just saying. Gonna play.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody that got traded plays. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
2: Uh... Nope. Nope. Just going to wait and see. Just watch my winnings go down and down and down the rest of the night.
1: Well, you have fun doing that, buddy. Um, we're going to get out of here. hope everyone has a great weekend. We do have the Bristol dirt race this weekend. Um, so make sure if you guys are playing that, check out the NASCAR package here, Grinders. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops and uh, we'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Hey, kids.